Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I'm your host, Kim Arnold, and welcome to Truth Love, where we discuss life's issues and the truth of God's word and love without judgment or condemnation. Good afternoon, everybody, or morning, whatever time it is for you. Welcome back to Truth Love. You know, today I want to talk about moving from religion to relationship. And within that, I put kind of like a subtitle called, which are do you have? Do you have religion or do you have relationship? And at the table, uh, Elander is absent today. If anybody's wondering, he's having some uh, things go on that has divided his time. And so this was a perfect time for me to do the next two episodes that I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about myself and some of my journey and, and my journey from moving from religion, you know, to relationship, right? And you heard me talk in one of the earlier episodes that I was a lap baby. I grew up in the church and I was raised in a traditional uh, black Baptist church. And like many of my listeners, I'm sure, you know, you all did some of the same things I did. I went to Sunday school, went to morning service, ate lunch, and then afternoon service. We were in church from sunup to sundown. <laughs> and around the age of four, I have memories, because most people get memories around three or four of the Sunday services. So, you know, while I love the music uh, my favorite part of church was to hear the pastor preach a sermon. And so I always looked forward uh, to this. And I've got to say the pastor that I had, Reverend Prude, would always give a great uh, Sunday message. And he always ended it the same way uh, by telling the congregation how great God was, right? And when he shouted, won't he do it? the rest of the church shouted it right back that yes, won't he do it for you, that God would do whatever we needed him to do in our lives, right? So I figured, hey, if the pastor said it, my mother believed it, I was in on it. That worked for me. That's all I needed to know. You know, and my mother, you know, she always spoke of this trust of the Lord that she had, but I never heard her talk about having what I know today to be a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. She had a strong fundamental trust in him. But as you'll see, as I go on through this story, a personal relationship was different. I didn't know what that even meant at a certain time in my life. You know, my mother, like her mother, made sure that she brought her kids to the house of God and every Sunday, right? And she trusted that God would would take care of us, right? And I think it's, I love the scripture where it talks about training up a child in the way they should go, right? And, you know, if they depart, they'll come back. So I was trained up in the church, right? And then life obviously would take different turns um, as I got older, but my mom was very active in the church. And uh, again, she made sure we were there every Sunday and all day on Sunday. 
So fast forward just a, another year or so, I, I remember at the age of five that they used to say, you know, at the end of service, the doors of the church are open. And I was five years old and I, I was ready to go forward to join church. Uh, so I was, I went up and the pastor asked me, he said, look, do you love the Lord? I said, yes. And he asked if I wanted to be baptized. And I said, yes, I did. And as I did, you know, the church was, you know, excited that traditional uh, black Baptist church that uh, if anybody of you, you know, any of you attended that type of service that you could imagine, right? But I'm five years old and I can tell you, I did not know what any of this meant, but I knew I was a member of the church. They had opened the doors of the church and it's so funny because when I was a little girl, I really thought like they were going to open some door that you had, you had to walk through it, right? So I became a member and I became baptized, right? And somewhere around um, the age of 10 years old, we moved away from our hometown and I did not get back connected to another church community like my mom had that we had before in our hometown. We We moved elsewhere and it it just never happened again. I never ended up back into any type of church service uh, until I was 20 years old, I guess you could say. You know, and so I was so grateful for a religious foundation in my formative years, right? But, but again, this foundation, the religious foundation part of it, while I'm not knocking the church or pastor or anybody else, it would also become an obstacle for me when God wanted to teach me about having a personal relationship with him. And I had only connected that to, hey, I'd already joined church, uh, so what is this personal relationship uh, mean. And, and this started in my second year of college, right? There was a knock at the door and there were t- these two girls and I said, come in. And they didn't come in. I just thought it was somebody I know. So I went and opened up the door and uh, they were standing there and they said, hey, we just want to know if you know Jesus Christ. And I answered, you know, with a very affirmative, yes, yes, I know him. I told them how my mother had raised me in the church and my whole family was Christian, right? And they got this puzzled look on their faces because, you know, I guess because I was answering for a collective group, but the question <laughs> was one of personal nature, not does your whole family know Jesus, but do you know Jesus? Because we're not able to answer that question for anybody else except ourselves, right? And... uh I told them I had joined the church and been baptized. I sang in the choir and I was on the junior usher board. So yes, I knew all about this Christian stuff. So they gave me this track and they said, hey, it it had a, a picture and it was a circle and inside the circle was a cross in the middle. And they said, you know, this circle would be a representation of your life and the cross would be Christ. And they, they wanted to know if that was how I lived my life, right? That in the center of my life was Jesus Christ, right? 
So here I am standing in front of them, you know, knowing that I've been engaging in all kind of things that I should not be doing, <laughs> like so many college students do, right? Uh, you know, I told him that, hey, look, I, you know, I don't exactly have Christ right in that area, and he may not even be in the circle, but he's around, right? Uh, and then for some strange reason, I told him that, hey, but you know what? Good things come to those who wait. I have no idea why that was my response, but <laughs> that was my response, right? So they told me, look, hey, we want you to know in order for you know, you to live with Christ forever in heaven, you need to have a personal relationship with him. And, you know, I was really confused. I had just told them that my mother took me to church and I was a part of the choir and all of this stuff and they didn't seem uh, to get it. I, I, I was. I had joined the church and I had sang and I was on that junior usher board. So they... Uh, they told me, hey, look, why don't you keep the track that they had left me? That's a track. If anybody doesn't know what that is, it's just a little piece of literature that they used to make, Christian literature, and they called them tracks, right? So they said, hey, keep the track, and we're going to pray for you. So I thanked them, and I shut the door, and I concluded that they were just re very religious and obviously confused, right? Right? So I put the track in my uh, desk drawer, and later on that evening, I, I had gotten up, well, I should say early in the morning, gotten up, it's probably like one o'clock in the morning, and I went and pulled that track out, and I ran into the bathroom, because I didn't want to wake up my college roommate, and I thought, let me read this thing, right? And, you know, I'm reading it, and there it is, talking about this personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I thought, what? Uh, I was wondering again, how do you get this? You know, I, I realized that this was something different than going to church and joining and becoming a member and even being baptized, right? So not long after this visit uh, with these confused <laughs> religious girls, I woke up on Tuesday, I can still remember, it was 9.32 a.m., I can still see the blue digital clock, and I had the thought, Kim, go home, right? I'm in my second year of college, and all I was doing was partying, really. And so I called my mom, and I said, look, I want to come home, and she, under she understood, so I did. I went home, and thanks to my dad, you know, within a week, I had a job uh, that I was able to uh, start. And my first day on the job, this was a large company. And the first day, I remember walking into the cafeteria. It was large and very crowded. And I was going to have lunch. And have you ever prayed a prayer uh, that was not really a prayer. You didn't mean it like earnestly. I just said, hey, wow, Lord, I wish I had somebody to eat lunch with. And over walked uh, a gentleman who was one of my co-workers and asked, hey, you want to eat? I'm getting ready to eat. Would you like to join me? And I thought, wow, that was a quick answer, even though it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like a real prayer. But I thought, yeah, uh, that would be absolutely wonderful. So I joined him for lunch, and I would say that was the day in walked Everett, right? 
And from that day on, we ate lunch together almost every day. And every day, Everett would talk about the Lord this and the Lord that and the Lord this. And I thought, okay, look, you know, and that, that, that was fine with me, I thought. But I thought, I'm 20 years old, and I think Everett was around 26. And I just thought, I have never heard anybody in my age group that I hung out with talk about God so much. What is wrong with him? You know, I was like, why would anybody be thinking of God so much other than on Sunday? That's what you, when you think of God, you get up on a Sunday morning, you know, and you put on like a, a, a record of, you know, Richard Smallwood or something and get ready for church. <laughs> but, but Everett, that's all he talked about um, was the Lord, right? And um, he would always say, you know, how he was in love with God and that God would tell him things. And I thought, really? Because God has never told me anything. But I have to tell you guys, my listeners, look, at the time, I'd never asked him anything either, I don't think. I wasn't thinking about a relationship in that way. So with a relationship, it is a dialogue, you know, and not a monologue. But I, I just told Everett, I said, look, that he sounded like these two religious girls who had come to my dorm room when I was in college, right? But he laughed. and um, And again, while I had this incredible institutional knowledge of God, this relationship thing was just not something I could understand, right? And, you know, after all, I did things like I gave thanks before I ate a meal and, you know, I knew the new Christian songs of the day. You know, I could clap my hands on beat. My sisters may argue that I can't do that, but I did. (laughs) I knew when to say amen during the sermons. You know, I told Everett, I said, look, I was raised in the church. I'm fine. You know, and he informed me. He said, you know, Kim, you, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you won't see him face to face. And so now I'm really inquisitive. So there's these two girls that have come uh, at my dorm room you know, now I'm home and I have this uh, friend that I've met who's telling me the same thing about meeting God, right? And it's in this nine-month period is is really what happened uh, of searching and part of it actually running from God at the same time. And I'm sure many of the prayers, you know, many of Everett's prayers, uh, the culmination of searching in those prayers and that God was beginning to unveil to me what that personal relationship was, right? Or what it should look like, right? I also had several very powerful encounters with God that I'm going to remember for all the days of my life. And so it was like God was pursuing me, you know, in a way. And you know, for the first time, I began to know that I, I, I understood something differently as a young lady at 20 from when I was five, obviously, right? Or even 10 or 15. But I understood that, you know, I needed to pray and seek out God, this God that my 
mother introduced me to as a young girl. I needed to seek out and find out who he really is. And so over these next, it again, I said nine months, it may have been a few more. That's exactly what I did. I read everything I could get my hands on about the Lord in terms of books, and I began to read the Bible, right? And these are things I had never done before. So I had, again, the religion. I went to church, but I was not engaged in learning about God in my older years at all, right? And so in February of 1983, I knelt on the side of my bed. I can still see this uh, vivid image of doing that, right? And that day, I committed my life and started a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I committed it to him, and I put him in the middle of the circle, like the two girls had shown me, right? And for the next 15 years, I read the Bible, I prayed, and I got to know Jesus personally, you know, I was living with Jesus in the center of my circle. And, but somewhere in my 30s, my focus began to change from my relationship with God. And I began to focus on building my ministerial gifts that God had given me. Somehow I had changed the focus from the creator to the things that he had created, you know. So obviously my my priorities got, you know, out of alignment. And, and, and when this happens, somewhere down the line, we can lose our way. Now, that's what happened to me. Did I know God? Yeah, I knew God. Uh, if I died, was I going to go to heaven? Absolutely I was. But was my relationship now suffering? Yeah, it was. Because again, I was focusing on the gifts and not the giver, right? So this is a, a like a three-part series that I'm going to do uh, today is, you know, what are do you have? Uh, do you have religion or relationship? But then I want you to join me for my next episode where I just begin to talk about, you know, how I lost my way and what I did to, to uh, get back in just incredible fellowship with Jesus. And if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be talking about why I left church to find Jesus. Now, I'm not advocating anybody out there go and leave church um, because that is very important. But I want you to know when you hear the next episode, you'll understand why I just had to lay church down and make sure I picked up Jesus. And you know the incredible thing about that? Uh, you know, years ago, people would think that was, you know, like, oh, you shouldn't do that. But now we're in the middle of a pandemic and pretty much no one is at church. But I pray to God that if you... You're not in a church building where you probably are not. That's okay as long as you have a relationship with Jesus Christ because he goes everywhere with us. 
through every experience, every up, every up and every down, right? So join me next week and we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about why I left church to find Jesus. And look, hey, I want to hear from you guys. I've gotten several questions from people out there. Feel free to get on the website, truthlove.net, and send me a, a message. I want to know, for real, do you have religion or relationship? Let me know. Let me know your story. I'd love to read some of these stories back um, if anybody wants to send one in. But again, thank you for listening, and I'll be back with another episode after this one. Thank you for joining us today on Truth Love, where our mission is always to speak God's truth in love as we follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life.